Hi, this is Dr. Lisa Saldiva, and welcome to the First Year Experience Podcast. Today, I am joined by... Erica Giles. Erica, tell us, uh, what is your position here on campus? I am a lecturer for the University College, the Learning Framework Program. Awesome, thank you. I'm Sandra Atkins. I'm also a lecturer for the University College Learning Framework Program. Thank you. And I am Sandy Saldiva, the First Year Experience Coordinator. Thank you. Thank you all for joining me today. So today um, on the podcast, we wanted to talk about um, some work that you guys recently presented on. And so we were at the, uh, myself included, we were at the first year experience conference recently in uh, San Antonio. And so I had the pleasure of attending your session on the digital detox. Um, so it's kind of ironic, right? We're talking about the digital yeah. detox over a podcast. We developed the podcast as a way to kind of engage students because they're on they're online. It seems like they're on their phones all yes. the time. So tell us, tell us about the digital detox, where that came from, or the idea for that came from, and and what you well, we'll go there. Okay. Start there. So the idea came from my personal life, actually, as a, as a working professional who's very connected to social media, um, very in tune with the latest gadgets and gadgets and everything tech. Um, but what I found was it was hurting my productivity at work. And not only that, it was hurting my relationships in real life. And so I thought, well, if I'm having this problem, I'm, I'm wondering if students are as well. And so working with students, I found that when we have conversations about social media and technology and the need to always be on, then um, the idea of, well, what can we do? And so that's where the digital detox, um, I did some research on that concept and it is an emerging trend going on right now because people want to get their time back. Mm -hmm. People want to have authentic connections again. And sometimes as wonderful as social media and technology is, it, it hurts us rather than helps us. Wonderful. Okay. Wow. And so you decided, you know, obviously because of your own personal experiences, yeah. you could relate to this. Yes. Um, tell me about your experiences in the classroom. What were you seeing with your students in relation to social media, in relation to just being connected online? Well, I've noticed that um, students were unable to manage being present and in the moment and, um, and in tune with what what is going on in the classroom environment versus the ding from their phone because their friend is sending them a snap or um, they're getting, you know, notifications from applications uh, such as ESPN, or, you know, breaking news alert, something like that. And so it takes them away from the discussion, mm -hmm. from the connection in class. I don't know if you've had a... a yeah, absolutely. I, I think in, in our class, um, we, we have mostly freshmen. And so they're learning how to balance, you know, um, and what are the expectations of the professors? You know, many professors don't pay attention if you're on your, if you're on your phone or not. You know, if you're going to pass this class, you're going to need to do what you need to do. Um, but I see it as, as you were saying, Erica, as, um, 
you're not present. Mm-hmm. You're not really mindful. You know, the mindfulness, yes. it's like you're not really here with us right now. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's very difficult to be in two places at one time, yeah. you know, virtually somewhere and then try to be somewhere. Yeah. So we know that it, it uh, interferes with attention. Mm-hmm. We know that it interferes with uh, thinking processes. Mm-hmm. So students... I think empowering them to help them. One of the things that we talked about in our presentation was the awareness, yes. getting them to be aware of, am I present? Am I not? How's, how's my brain working type thing, right? Yeah, I mean, it's hard enough as it is just to practice mindfulness mm-hmm. because you can, and I always tell my students, you, you're physically here with me, but are you mentally here with me? Mm-hmm. Um, or are you thinking about what you need to do at HEB later? You need to pick up your baby sister. You know, are you thinking? And we're constantly in the state of input coming at us. And, and how do we manage all that? So when you add social media and technology into that mix, it's just it explodes. And your your attention really is split up in so many different ways. So, so yeah, I, you know, my, my watch just vibrated. Yes. Right? And I'm so tempted to look at it. Yes. There's that distraction yeah how are students like in your class when you have these conversations are they open to it is there attention is there a pushback that's a great question i have not experienced um pushback i have experienced aha moments light bulbs Mm. if you will going off um and then when we when i give them space to tell me how what role does social media and technology play in your life in terms of relationships then they say, well, you know, when I'm at the restaurant with my brother, with my boyfriend, and both of us are just looking at our screens, I hate that. So they're doing it because it's become automatic, but they yeah. don't like it. And they, they find that to be hurting their relationship where they could be spending time connecting. And so I, I have um, actually, they've been um, embracing the concept and reflecting on what role is this playing in my life? Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, so far I haven't had pushback. Um, it's been more of, wow, I didn't know. And especially when we get into the concepts of the engineering aspect that big companies like Google and Facebook and Snapchat and Twitter are have, you know, rooms full of experts designing ways to keep you hooked on that phone mm-hmm. to, to anticipate the next ding yeah. or notification. When we talk about that aspect, then they're like, oh, wow, I have choice to turn yeah. notifications off. Yeah. Right. And so, yeah. And that was the most powerful thing I saw in my classes is when they started to realize what was going on, that they weren't the customer. They're not the customer of Facebook. You know, the Facebook is, is, you know, paid for by corporations. And so when they started to realize that, you know, somebody on the other side of this screen is controlling me, you know, that I actually have an algorithm somewhere that tells them when I will click and when I won't. And they Mm -hmm. hold back my likes until a a surge Mm -hmm. so that I'm, it's like a slot machine. We said it's, you know, Tristan Harris talks about it's a slot machine. It's basically, you know, reward system, right? (laughs) I I have, I have trouble because I am, 
the type of educator that wants the attention. And so I noticed in, in our presentation, several professors raised their hand as far as no phones. Right. Absolutely do not bring them out. Right. And so students will hide it. They'll, mm-hmm. you know, and it's like, how do I balance that? Mm-hmm. You know, in fact, today in class, I said, I see phones out. Can you put them away, please? Mm-hmm. Because I want them to be present. Yeah. So there's some boundaries we need to have. But at the same time, they're also, um, maybe their anxiety is released Mm -hmm. by their phone. But yet it's ironic because it's also increased by their phone. Right. So this sense of I've got to know what's going on, Mm -hmm. but yet because I've got to know what's going on, I can't be in the moment. I can't, you know, I'm I'm anxious, right? Yeah. And I've gone back and forth in my classroom with no technology, okay technology, but I always go back to it's their choice. Mm-hmm. You can, even without technology, they can choose to show up to my course and to my class and totally check out. Yeah. It's right. your choice. And yeah. so I think although technology is designed to make that choice harder, I still say it's your choice. So I also see the phones sometimes and um, but but now I will, I will just say well it's their choice to do that even though they know my policy is to to not mm-hmm. have phones and, and so it's a it's a struggle but putting it in their hands and saying you know this is your learning journey all I am here to do is is to facilitate that journey um, then it's it the ball is in their hands well I mean and, and it's such a uh they're at such a critical juncture, I think, in their lives, right? And yes. we, we get them in their first year in college. And so really it is about reminding them that they have choice and, and moving forward that they have choices about going into class and which classes yes. to take and whether or not I'm going to pay attention. But now they also have choice in terms of, do I need to be connected mm-hmm. or do I need to be as connected? Mm-hmm. And, and how does, if I'm so connected, is there some other aspect of my life that is suddenly lacking? Exactly. Right? Like you talked about, yes. I, I think your your brother, your the, mm-hmm. you know the relationships now, yes. and so you go out and you see couples on their phones, and there's no connection there. Yeah. Um. And in in the, in the school context, you know, we wonder why our students might say, "Well, I don't remember that, or I didn't pay, wasn't paying attention, or I didn't listen, or you know, it didn't stick." Well. Try disconnecting, maybe, right? Trying to be present, trying to be mindful and in the moment. I was having a conversation with my um, cousin's daughter. She's a sophomore in high school. And so she was trying to explain to me, you know, the new relationships and the new words and what's talking (laughs) and what's dating, you know. And so she starts talking. She's like, yeah. And then, you know, you have those people that will have a relationship and they'll text each other all the time. And they come to school and they see each other face to face Mm -hmm. and they won't even say hi to each other. Yes. They won't even look at each other. Yes. And I was like, that just is so foreign to me because I grew up in a time when there really, we had beepers, right? We didn't (laughs) communicate like that. Do you have those conversations also in the classroom? We do. We, we, you know, and I share, that's where I share my um, personal story with them too about how disconnected I became. And so I don't make it seem like it's your generation's problem. It's your thing. Um, I also say, well, I've experienced this. How about you? And we have open conversations about the facade, you know, disconnecting in person, but connecting online. And, and why do we do that? 
Mm-hmm. And so that, then that opens the door to talk about anxiety, like Sandra, Sandy mentioned, and um, other types of feelings that might be behind the reason that they don't connect when they see each other in person. It's a comfort thing right. mm-hmm. for a lot of our students. Oh, yeah, definitely. yeah. I think also the, um, the perception, um, professionally, students mm-hmm. need to learn that the per- perception that the professors get from them in mm-hmm. class mm-hmm. can be affected if yes. they are paying attention or if they're not paying attention. Right. So as a professor, I can look out and say, well, you know, so-and-so is not paying attention. And so how much do they really, you know, want, have, do they want to do well in school? Yeah. Do they? I mean, it's a, it's a character, it's like a judgment of character, which may not be true, but yet it's a perception. Mm -hmm. And I was talking to someone that's in a CPA firm, and she said that when they were interviewing people, Uh you know, millennials, that some of them would be on their phones. Mm -hmm. She was blown away. I said, well, did you stop the interview at that time? She said, no, we, we kept it going. But rarely did that person get hired because they weren't even present in the interview. So, but I think because they're so connected, they can't Mm -hmm. not be, maybe because of anxiety. Right. The person couldn't even let go of their phone long enough to be interviewed face to face. Or just a lack of understanding that that's that's expected. In certain contexts, certain behavior is required um, or, or more socially accepted than others. And, and maybe we're all wrong and they're right. You know, who, who's right. to say, yeah. right? The, the research is still emerging. Trends are, are changing. Um, but as it is today, I think with trying to work with different generations, especially, mm-hmm. you're going to see some digital behavior more accepted than others. Well, and I think, I, you know, I... You know, for me, for so much of my work, like it's so relational. And I think a lot of the work that we do and and we have the greatest impact when we can connect a lot of times with our students one on one. And so almost reminding them of that Mm -hmm. and or for some of the students, I feel like almost teaching them that because because that hasn't been an aspect of their lives. And I think of my my niece, I have a niece, she's a junior in college, and I remember her senior year in high school. Her boyfriend was over at my mother-in-law's house and I'm sitting in the kitchen and I'm, I'm watching them and they're not, they're sitting in the living room and one's sitting on one couch and the other one's sitting on the other couch and they are not talking to each other. They are texting each other. Yes. And I'm sitting there wondering, you all are in the same room. <laughs> yes. Why don't you all speak to each other, yes. please? Yes. Um, right. And so I, I, I just feel like, like there's so much... There's so much to be learned and to be gained yes. from like human interaction and that person. Well, and, and the whole thing of the Stanford Persuasive Lab, that there are these programmers behind the screen that are manipulating me yeah. to behave a certain way, to think a certain way. Once the students get a hold of that information, then they're kind of defensive yeah. and they become like, what? Yeah. Nobody's going to manipulate me. I'm going to start having more control over this, this, you know, machine and not let somebody else decide how I behave. Well, and do you think like students believe they have, I mean, you said they, it's sort of this moment with them, right? When they realize I'm not the the customer. Yeah. Do you, I mean, is that the sense you get from your students when you have these conversations that they believe 
that they're the ones really dictating. Oh, I'm, right. I'm determining who I allow into my exactly. social sort of network yes. and the decisions I'm making. But and really, in, in class, I decide if I want to listen to the professor or not. Yeah. But little do they know, there's a computer programmer <laughs> behind that screen that's saying, "Oh, during this time, they're scrolling, right?" <laughs> so they're almost, you know, enticing you to engage more. And it's, it's uh, um, you know, Tristan Harris yes. says that it's a race to the bottom of the brainstem. Yeah. So we're not operating on higher thinking right. when we're engaging with this technology right. that way. Yeah. And then going back to, you know, why are people in the same room not communicating verbally, but they're doing it through the technology? You know, I immediately thought of. I'm a meme person. I love GIFs and memes, and and I feel like you can a picture can show the mood that I'm in in a much. And I, and I love to laugh. I'm very humorous, so much in a much better and wittier way than I could ever say. You know, simply this is how I'm feeling, and so we don't want to downplay like again the positives or the 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 added value that social media and technology plays into our lives. And sometimes it is just easier to say an expression than to actually give an expression. Um, But, you know, or a quick emoji, you know, emojis are so universal now that if I send you a heart emoji or Mm -hmm. even the poop emoji, (laughs) you know, you know what kind of mood I'm in, right? Rather than saying, Cynthia, I feel sad today. You know, Mm -hmm. so it's, it's easier, it's quicker, it's cool, it's, it's efficient, but, you know, again, context matters, what setting you're in, how is our overall relationship? So it, it just has to be a good balance. Would that be, is that, I mean, is that the big takeaway for you with your students? Is that the, the lesson you'd love them to learn? Absolutely. Balance. Yes, balance mm-hmm. and choice. Mm-hmm. And how is this working for you in terms of your learning? Um, if you have set aside two hours to study, yet your notifications are going off and now 30 minutes has gone by and you haven't opened the book yet, um, and then you get back to say, okay, I'm going to, you know, let me focus. Let me, let me put my phone on mute, but then see your watch dings. Or, so it's, it's how do you balance the technology in your life with the goals that you have set for yourself? Mm-hmm. Um, if it's getting in the way, then it's time to detox. Yeah. And, and by detoxing, you're just getting back to baseline. You're just getting yourself back to a point where you are in control and the technology is not. Okay. So how did you detox? Because I'm like I've been trying so hard to get my work email <clears throat> off of my phone. Yes. And it's terrifying and I haven't been able to do yeah. it. And everybody's like, just take it off. Yes. You need it because you need to disconnect. And it's yes. just so how did you do it? So with social media, I deactivated my Facebook account about a year ago. And it was tough. The first week I was like, I don't know what to do with myself. <laughs> right? I mean, because I would usually be scrolling. And I'm like, okay, well, I guess I can read now. or I could. So it was tough. And it, it, it literally is a detox. You feel withdrawal. But I, I deactivated Facebook and Instagram because those were the ones that I felt were the most... Where I wasted the most time. Mm -hmm. As fabulous as they are, I felt like it was taking too much of my time. Other areas of social media, I'm in a group chat, as many people are, and we have conversations literally from morning, good morning, to good night. And what I have to do is I have to mute those notifications. So when I check in with them, I have missed 200 messages. 
and I have to kind of catch up and say, okay, where's the conversation at? But then I just jump right back in, but I'm doing it on my terms. Right. Yeah. When I, when I didn't have those notifications on, on mute, I felt the need to respond every time. Um, and so my, you know, going back to relationships, they understand me and what I'm trying to accomplish with my time, especially between eight and five. Those are, that's my work time. Mm-hmm. And so with email, it's the same thing. I have taken it off of my phone. I've put it back on. What works for me is if I have time to respond, I will. If not, I see it. I file it away and I come back to it. So it's uh, it's either, um, you know, muting notifications for things that maybe aren't as high on the priority in my work world. But if it is something that I need to be connected in, you know, you, you don't want to miss emails, important emails from your boss. Right. Mm-hmm. And so you feel like, OK, I have to have Outlook on my phone, but you don't have to respond. You can see it, file it away. And if it doesn't need a response, then on your time, respond to it. That's how I've been able to navigate. You can become my mentor. I love it. It, <laughs> it works. Listen, you get you're like, Wow. And it becomes a pattern. And then you feel empowered, like Sandy said, you become empowered to say, what do I want to accomplish today? How can I accomplish it without everybody else's needs coming first? And sometimes you have to put yourself first Mm -hmm. and say, this is how, this is what I want to accomplish. I'm going to accomplish it no matter what. Great advice. Um, Closing thoughts. What, you know, your students, they're in your class, you're going through this exercise. What do you tell them? What's, what's the, the I, I think, tangible piece of advice that they can then go use and, 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 and put into practice for themselves? Well, I would say, you know, to thine own self be true, know thyself, so that this awareness that we bring up in UNIV is like, this is how my brain works. This is technology. This is the expectations of professionals. Mm -hmm. Knowing all that, learning all that, and so I can navigate that successfully, right? I think that is is key, is knowing yourself and your tendencies and your you know, your time management issues, your, all of that is, is very important, yeah. very important to make decisions, to be able to make choice. Yeah. yeah. And I would, I agree with everything Sandy just mentioned is, and in addition to just asking yourself this simple question, is this helping me or is it hurting me? And if you feel that it's hurting you, what can you do to alleviate some of that issue and so it could be you're turning off notifications while you're in class because you know you're going to be tempted to look at them Mm -hmm. right so you're putting do not disturb on your phone you are charging your phone outside of your bedroom because you don't want to look at your phone first thing you get up Mm -hmm. right and some students say but i but i don't have a alarm my phone is my alarm Mm -hmm. i say and that's fine but then you when you turn off your alarm then do you pick up and look at your notifications you don't need to do that first thing in the morning yeah and they're like, you're right. It's just automatic. Mm-hmm. And because the Google, you know, designers and, and all the social media designers have made it that way. But now that you know that, how are you going to change your environment with your technology? So it's just thinking about those things, having the awareness and then making a decision on what steps do you need to take moving forward? Powerful stuff. Thank you, guys. Thank, Thank you. you for joining us. Thank you for having us. So this concludes this episode of the First Year Experience podcast. Tune in next week when we have an all new episode and we'll see you all then. Bye bye.